Peace, peace, peace. What up, man? This is Jean Peter MC, episode 16 of Say What You Mean. Listen, man, I, I got the man himself. I was supposed to have him. Every every time I seen him, we always said we got to get an episode, but instead we ended up talking for 20 minutes, and I will learn something new from this brother. I got Nicasso in the building. Nicasso, what's up, man? What's going on, world? What's going on? First of all, before I introduce you as Nicasso the artist, I got to introduce you as Nicasso the tech wizard, because you, you <laughs> saved the day, bro. I appreciate you. You man. saved the day. Like I had a technical issue, mind you. When I like have artists on my show, I, I like to be prepared. You know, have my questions ready. Water. You know, you know. I got my man Black Gemini in the house. You know, he came through, so I want to be prepared. Get ready to do the podcast. We have a technical issue. My vocals was good. We could barely hear Nicasso, so it turned into an issue. Nicasso came through and saved the day. But I appreciate you, man. I gotta like give you. I, I got. I feel like I should pay you or something. No, nah, bro. You, you ain't gotta do you that. Gotta build me, invoice me or something, man. It, it, this this text it, it just comes with oh, the music. Man. The tech savvy shit comes with the music. Just learning the machine because you already know how music is being ran nowadays. So it's not no record stores no more with all technology. So. Let me let me ask you. Have you ever had an issue with music? What was the worst tech blunder that happened to you? When it came to some projects you had, like you ever lost a file or a hard drive fell in the water? Because I seen on the Wu-Tang documentary, he lost a uh, floppy disk in the water. And I know how devastating that could have been, you losing music or something. So what was something that happened with you and music where you lost a file or something? I know you got some stories, man. My Gmail account with my Inkpad Notepad app. Because oh, with that app, you can download it. For all the lyricists out there, you can download Inkpad Notepad and write inside of that app and you can sync your notes okay. so whenever you do that if you lose your phone you can always log back into the app or download the app and connect your gmail through there forgot my password don't tell me you had some bars in there you just lost them. i mean bars from 2013 and before uh, then i got the ones from 2014 up until now but the ones from 2013 and beyond is gone you probably had some hit records up in there yeah i mean verses yeah i was writing a lot of verses around that time and songs but it was like some of my old material it wasn't my reinvented self, so. But yeah, that was probably one of the worst. I came lot. I got a lot of them, but that's <laughs> that's top tier because I lost a lot of verses that could still be in my ink pad, notepad today. I still got verses from 2014 in here. Yeah. But, yep. It's a fact. But um, yeah, that's one of the worst. See, man, I know I know how that feels like having having rhymes and, and losing them some way, shape, or form. Whether it be like somebody might throw them away on accident or. You lost some notebooks or something, so I understand. But on the digital world, it's just like when it's gone, it's gone. It's gone. Like it's, it's not tangible. Like you can't just get that shit back. Like from a password or an app being gone, it's it's, it's crazy, right? Which is why I pay respects to our elders when they say, oh, like certain old ways, writing in the notebook, right, right. Just doing the old way and stuff like. So I, I really look deep into that now. That really matters more whenever stuff like that happens because if I had that on paper and I had it as an archive, it would have never been lost. Yeah, that's so, a fact. But, so, yeah. Nicasso, man, I'm glad to have you, man. How's everything been going with you, bro? I know you got a lot going on. You on the move, man. I am definitely on the move. Um, just dropped the album recently, Canvas, on all platforms. Yes. Just got off a recent tour in June. You can call it recent with uh, Strictly Street Family. Shout out to Flames of God. Shout out to everybody on Strictly Streets. We went to a couple of states and then we was hitting around Ohio on that tour. Came back, had a reunion. Um, it was kind of like a reunion for the No Curfew tour. They had Twista open up. Right. They had Luke Nasty and um, not Caskey. I'm, I'm, it was uh, what is his name? 
Luke Nasty, Twister, and Doobie. Okay. Doobie was performing that night. And we kind of closed out the tour with that. And then I was doing shows in between that. Then got some had some battles coming up with Black Gemini. Black Gemini in the yep. building. Shout out to Black Gemini. You know what I'm saying? We was out in New York, Brownsville. Shout out to Verbal Warzone, Shermaine. Shout out to B. Liebert. But um, yeah, we was out there battling with our two-on-two against Taj Millie and CNG Ty. And it was a great battle. Y'all need to go check that out. Verbal yes, Warzone. Yes, please, please. Please check that out. They got a lot of subscribers, a lot of great battles where they rap over instrumentals, but in battle format. So, and they had a lot of URL rappers go over there and battle on that platform as well. So y'all might want to go check that out. Listen, man, we this is your episode, man. I, I like my guests to feel like this is their episode. So we're going to talk about all of that, man. Get to know Nico, mm-hmm. Nikaso. We're going to talk about you, the music. Oh yeah, we, we had a lot of things to talk about, man. So this is gonna be a good episode. Make sure you tap in www.jeanpthemc.com, J-E-A-N-P-T-H-E-M-C on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, all of that. Nicasso, you wanna plug sure. yourself real quick? Yeah, make sure y'all follow me on all platforms at the Real Nicasso, IG, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok. Content coming soon. All right, all right, cool. We're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna start this interview. We'll be right back. Peace. Uh, say what you mean. Mean what you say. I'm from the 3 3 yo. Where them boys don't play. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. I'm from the 3 3 yo. Where them boys don't play. From the northwest to the northeast. Say my name once and they know it's me. Southeast to the southwest. No arguments. Yeah, I got next. What up, what up, man? This is John Peter MC. We are back, episode 16 of Say What You Mean. I got my man Nikasa in the building. Nikasa, what's going on? Yeah, what's good? We right back. I'm glad to no have cheating. you here, man. I'm glad to have you here. Appreciate you, man. I definitely appreciate you for sure. Definitely. About Black Gemini, we in the building too. Black Gemini, what's up, man? Make some noise. You. There you go. All right, man. So I want to get into this interview, man, because like I said, I always see you. Uh, my earliest memory of you is actually in high school. Uh, McKinley. Yeah, man. Bulldogs. But yeah, man, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Will. I remember my boy Will Massey, man. Shout out to Fredo. Yeah, man. Shout out to the guy. That's the dog right there. Will Will honestly was one of the first people uh, to get me into hip hop. Like when I first started rhyming, uh-huh. Will would tell me, man, that shit suck. Or man, that shit good. <laughs> like that's <laughs> how it, real he was. Though. With you, he yeah. was he was always a hunt. Even when we was younger. He always kept it real. Yeah, he would always tell me about you. He said, "Nico, man, uh, I think he was going by Swagger City, Swagger City." Yeah, yeah, it was a click. T Will, yeah, man. Y'all know the vibes. Hey, you on this live? You know about Swagger City? You know what's up? Yeah, you know my, mind y'all. Nicasso is on live, man. He listen. He on live doing yeah. the podcast, getting it in. Got That's to. why I love this dude, man. He always got some shit going on. My people got to know what's going on. Y'all better subscribe to say what you mean podcast, John P. Appreciate you, this man. Is episode sixteen. We are here. I'm we glad here. to be here. As much as I move around, it's definitely dope. You was worthy of an episode, man. I said this is your episode. It's my show, but this is your episode. That's real. And I want your people to really get to know who you are because, I mean, you're you're an interesting guy. And I mean that in a respectful way, man, because as long as I've known you, I think as long as I've known you, you've always been involved in hip hop. Like even uh, a memory that I have of you is I would be delivering mail and sometimes I would be delivering mail and I would hear somebody rhyming. And then you'd end up walking past my truck and we end up talking and yep. it'd be you rhyming. I would hear you rhyming all the going way down the craft. street. Yep. Going, with, on, going over that craft. <laughs> so I, I, I didn't know. I said, man, 
I hear somebody rhyming, you walk up and it be you right there. For sure. So the fact that hip hop and lyricism has always been a part of your life, the world knows you as Nicasso, but what can you tell them about Nico? Well, about me. Like I said, you see what see how I started with the tech savvy thing. Yeah. Being able to work with technical issues and just really doing my research on certain stuff that I took interest in. So, I mean, I didn't really start finding music until my brother started doing it. R.P. to the bro. Leon, you already know what it is. Peace, peace. But um, I didn't really start finding music, finding interest in music until he started doing it. So I was just pretty much always playing the game, kind of doing like nerd shit, if, if you will, if that's what people want to call it, whatever. But um, yeah, I ended up finding myself through music, just listening to hip hop from our roots right. up until now. So like listen to different type of artists to be inspired by them and then do cover songs, like maybe even rap their music. From Twister to some of the, it got more complex as I started saying these songs at being younger and some of the songs that my mom would play in the car and she sang back in the day. She used to sing. So I, that's what made me become kind of melodic in my music too. But um, yeah, I started learning and memorizing a lot of songs, which helped me think like, oh yeah, well, I actually love this music shit. So let me try it. Yeah. So at 13, that's where it started. It started at 13? 13. So what was it like growing up for you? And Canton, and I love to have this podcast because talking to every artist, every artist's experience with growing up in Canton was different. So what was it like growing up for you here, and what side of Canton did you grow up on, like, when it comes to that? We like, were, where you from? We were gypsies. My mom, we was moving around. <laughs> Northeast, Oh, y'all have been all over the city. Yeah, it started, I think it started on, um, I would say 6th Street over there by, um, Kind of like by shore, but Summit Elementary, because I went to Summit Elementary okay, okay. over there in that area. So it started over there, and then we um, moved to the southwest over there by Arlington. Then we moved back to the northeast, and then we ended up in Maslin. That's how I ended up going to McKinley okay. and then Maslin my last year. But, um, yeah, growing up in Canton, it was, it was easy. I stayed in my lane. Yeah. It's not even so much as being a neutral guy and, and seeing all the stuff amongst me, like from the bad and the good, and, oh, let me see where I fit in that. No. I never tried to fit in, always be, was always myself. Word. Never tried to duplicate anybody or try to be better than anybody. I always want to see somebody eat, especially coming up, being the artist that I am now, because everybody started at a low point and a, a point to where it's like, oh, listen to this. What you think about this? Because yeah. when I got to the point to where it's like, I don't care what you think about this, it was slow. Literally, was, like. Straight to the top. It was up. So, and that was just even with people that I surrounded myself with, like, um, Artists like Seymour and T. Will were Swagger City. We all Shout have a different Seymour, craft. Man. Yes, you know sir. We all got different craft. So like Seymour, you know what I'm saying? He has a different standpoint and a different approach with his lyricism. T. Will has a different approach with his lyricism because we all can rap. But our, the key was with Swagger City was to make joints and make hits. So I learned from them keeping up with different styles and different swaggers and all that stuff. Like they really helped a lot of my where persona and my aura whenever it came to loosening up. I would that, say loosening up on the track. That's crazy because when, when I talked to Seymour, he said the same thing, like working with you and C. Will, that was like the foundation of how everything started, mm -hmm. you know, as early as it was because that was around the time you were in high school, right? Yeah, that was uh, sophomore year. Man, see, I was recording before I was. I didn't record in the studio until I got to college. That's crazy. That's, shout out to Adobe Edition. <laughs> Big shout out to Adobe because, yes, we were capitalizing off that program. Like, seriously, we were recording on that daily. So you and T. Wheeler related, right? 
Oh, no, we're not related. Okay, that's, okay. That's the bro. That's definitely the bro. Him and Seymour. History is crazy. Man. It's like, because <laughs> it's like now, you know, when you get older into doing music, you wouldn't think that you'd be performing in shows at 16, 15, getting your hand marked up. Right. Opening up for Looney Coleone at 15, wow. 16. Like, that's... Hey man, that's a, that's a dope uh, that's a dope accolade right there. You it's, was fifteen, bumping it, opening for Looney. I say about like sixteen. Me, what? the whole Swagger City. Where at? Uh, this was at the Staples. You remember the Staples yes. in uh, in Ken, right across wow. from Tempe Mercy. Yep, that was years ago. But um, just being able to have that experience at a young age, you would think you wouldn't have that experience until eighteen, twenty. You were saying up until that, no, started off young though. So just being able to have people behind us that believed in us, T Will's dad. Shout out to Steel. Also, happy birthday to Steel. Big happy birthday to happy you. Happy birthday. Peace, um, peace. He was one of the OGs and inspirations that always pushed us. And his friend, mm -hmm. Diggs, and uh, Rich Nice, they always pushed us as far as, like, working on our craft and getting better. And, no, nah, redo that. That shit sound, no. Nah. Right. And so, like, that they, tough criticism, it'll, it'll teach you some shit. Yeah, it definitely will. Definitely will. So um, that really built us as a group. And, like I said, I learned a lot from them growing up in Canton. And... That that leads back to the question that you just asked as far as the uh, growing up in Canton, Ohio. When we did music, that's what we solely focused on. So mm -hmm. we didn't have nothing throwing us off. We didn't have no other distractions. And that's what kept us out of trouble. Man. So how important is family to you as an artist and as a man? Very. Very important. I don't even have children, but to see all of my friends who do have children, let alone my immediate family alone, family is very important. That's primary. That's, that's automatic. So it's like, you know, me and you got the same purpose. You, mm -hmm. you know who you're doing this for. Facts, you facts. don't care. You just like me, bro. You don't care about the attention, the fame. I don't do this for attention or clout. It's to let people know what's going on, know about me. Like you said, that's what this podcast is for. Facts. So I'm saying what I mean. You know what I'm saying? As you should. I'm saying what I mean. But, you're supposed um, to, man. Yeah, bro. You know what we're doing this for. We got a different purpose. So what do you feel your purpose is exactly with music? Um... To, of course, bring something different to the table. Right. Can't be the same. Can't sound like a duplicated version of somebody else. But um, like I said, bring something different to the table. Bring hip-hop back. Facts. For sure. Because there's a lot of people in the, uh, in the wind whoever, who always thought that I never talked about shit in my music. But if you actually listen and actually sink into the message, then you'll know what's going on. So, I mean, I always avoided all of the hatred and all of that stuff. Listen, listening is fundamental. Yes. And some people don't listen. They just hear, but they don't listen. Yeah. and then, I think it's a difference. And then it's another thing. A lot of people get blinded by the attention or the love that's being shown. Because yeah. it's real. It's genuine. I'm not talking about no BS. I'm not degrading any women in my music. I'm inspiring. Mm -hmm. So even if you can't get a message out of it, it's going to be good at the end of the day. And it's going to be over, overly better than good. So, but... um. Yeah, I just I avoid all of that and just continue to create and let people inspire. I let people get inspired off of what I create. And facts. Just avoid all the bullshit because it really don't move me. When you nah. really good at what you do and you and all the love that you get, it's like you can't let nobody down. You can't let a, a large group of people down as opposed to these couple of people that don't rock with you or just feel some right. type of way. That you know, it's always going to be like, some bad apples in, in the bunch, you know, like when you... When you're accomplishing something and when you're getting somewhere, it's always going to be the people that have something to say. And honestly, depending on the type of person that you are, you can either take it the right way or take it the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? Some people take it the right way and put it into the music. Some people take it the wrong way and react, you know, in, in ways that they ain't supposed to. So I just feel like you're doing the right thing by putting that into the music. 
I mean, at this point now, being at this point that we at in our music careers, it's almost like why, right? And then when you see where it's coming from, and then they're not making no type of moves that you're making, or they're not even trying to push themselves. You just gotta do it. Like yeah, simple. I, yeah. Like, yes. why, 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 why sit back and just be like, oh, I want, why, why he's doing that? Why he do? It's like you just do it. I'll, I'll never understand it. I'll never get it. It's not but, for me to get. I gotta, as far as them. I gotta ask you this, man. Since we're talking about the old days and you're talking about lyricism, uh, what was your first rhyme that you remember? Like that you really was like, "Yo, this is it. I want it." Cause, cause you were an MC, and every MC remember they first rap or a rap that they was like, "Yeah, this is my favorite." From the age of thirteen, I wrote a song about my dad. That Word. Was the first and last song I wrote about him, but. I don't remember like anything up until that point, but I do remember that highlight verse at 15 that I wrote at 15 or 16. That highlight verse, still remember the title, Breathless. I still remember it from the start to the end. Sparking again, Nico, Flame Flow, don't talk him again. Take notes, unfolding again. Invisible end of one, approaching again. Most is so low, I'm floating again. Get a dose of C4, exploding again. Give me the dough for repo and tow it again. Flows a roast the most that hope for a win. He chose the roll for coke, I open his can. Just when they thought it was reaching the end, I'm a lyrical killer. Times 10, flex like a Benz. Can you get up with this? Never knew a nigga consider better than this. Never let him ahead of him, I'm a legend with this. Niggas remember the instrumental to get him into the minister. Kind of lyrics are sitting off of the ledge. I created this chemical flow, so committed, consistent, and cold. My percentage of spitting's a hundred, so nothing but loca and chill in my zone. And I basically live in my zone. Niggas should know I'm from killing my foes when I'm back on my Hannibal. Like at the Rex of the Nest, they confess they the best. Wrong. Swagger City with the next to blow. I, I spit the swine. My lines out of Mexico are extra glow. The flash and connect the flow in the next to those and zap. I'm electrical. Cold heart. Better talk to the Eskimos. Niggas run and take cover when the F is on. I indigest the mess on the rest of those and clench your throat and choke till your breath is gone. Now look. Okay, now look. Yeah, you answered my questions. I was definitely going to ask you to rap. That, my, damn. That, I wrote that when I was 16, 17. Damn. So, like, just off that pure example right there, like, I was still on that type of it was cadence destined. and flow. Yes. But you, you can just hear, like, some of the dark, not so much as imagery, but the words that I was saying, but it's just kind of, like, relating what I'm doing to the beat, Facts. what I'm doing to the track. That's, that's all that breakdown is, because violence was never the answer with me growing up. But, um, yeah. I, I kind of transitioned that. I kind of shed light on that as I got older. And of course, the cadence and the flow grew. And I was just, my message changed. So, what, so, so being 16 and doing that flow, what were your, who were your influences to help that? Because I, I hear like Crucial, crucial Conflict. Yeah, do or die. Come on, Twister. man. Um, Crazy Bone, Tech 9 Sess Crew. Some people ain't hit the Crucial Conflict. I was just They're listening not. to their album. <laughs> that debut was hard, bro. Y'all better not More than in. just hey. Like, I'm talking the whole album just bangers. Kanye West would tell you that album inspired him. So I understand that flow. I can hear it. Yeah. I was 16 years old. Yeah, listening to that type of music. And it, and it started off, like I told you, before I even wrote that type of verse, like Breathless, I was always listening to Tech 9 and... Um, Busta Rhymes, right. Midwest, Midwest Choppers, Worldwide Choppers, and just saying it, saying it. I'm talking about listening to this music and putting it in my playlist as if you would put Lil Baby in your playlist. Yeah. And just constantly listen daily, to it. Yeah. On the daily, On the daily, yep. And this, and this is my music that I listen to. Didn't care what nobody thought because, of course, I always had my headphones in growing up. So you did. Still. <laughs> still. Always. And now that I'm in the Beamer, it's just the music bumping out loud now. I'm just rapping in the car, so. But no, um, yeah, I always, I always cover music like listening to different songs and just memorizing the lyrics and then being able to do it when i seen that i can rap eminem's 
Rap God and I'm talking about the complex songs. Wow. I'm talking about the intricate songs. It's like my son tries right. rap God all the time and be mad he can't do it. I'm like, you you got it. It's fun. And and now that we got YouTube, now we had YouTube then. So I think of a if you think of an intricate rap song back when I was like 18, I can't think of the year, but back when I was like 18, we didn't have to where you could slow slow down YouTube. Right. Now you can do that. So now it's easier to mimic the greats. Not even so much as Facts. mimic, but just kind of like do the same thing that they're doing and you're just going over it. And as you turn up that dial and speed up the process of the song, you just, it's like a repetitive process. It's so that helps you do. with the flow. like Yes. Right? Yeah. And it's not even so much as, as it's not taking anything because I don't sound like nobody by myself. It's just hearing all these different styles. Right. And where it goes out from there, I couldn't tell you. It's just like, it's all created. I'm just stirring a pot of different stuff. So... But um, yeah, having my own sound is mainly important, but being able to keep up with the people I was memorizing these songs from and then finding my own sound, that's what kind of got hard over time, but it came. It came, it came in due time for sure. And yeah. that, you know what I'm saying? You just got to keep it going. Like yeah. some MCs just kind of think it's just going to come, but to be skilled and good at what you do, you're going to have to put in your 10,000 hours. Yeah, for like, sure, for sure. Listen yes. to music. Like with me, like I just study writers. Like I'm a lyrical slower type of flow. So I studied Nazir. I studied the lyricists. I studied yes. how they told stories. You know what I'm saying? Like earlier we were listening to Jay Dilla and Black Thought. You know, I was talking to you and Gemini about the reality TV song and about the yes. concepts. Like you were even doing those. Like I feel like hip hop needs to get out of just trying to make a hit song. And, and that's cool. You know what I'm saying? But I loved, that's why when I was listening to your, your music, even the older stuff, the concepts and the ideas you were doing, I'm like, Hip-hop is like getting to where it's fun. You know what I mean? Like it's not just always, we just got to sit in the studio for hours just to make a hit. Right, like Some yeah. guys just, I love the fact that y'all just went in there and said, yo, this is a concept. This is what I want to do. Let, let, let's just do it like that. Right. I think it's important that music gets back to that, but you're going to have the, the, the highs and lows in hip-hop. I started off, um, shout out to the East Coast, it's the Mecca. I started off rapping like in the, in the East Coast style, like an East Coast form. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just, it wasn't perfect. It just wasn't perfected yet. So I was just kind of teeter-tottering with the East Coast style in the Midwest, the, the chopping style, and then having a slow flow, the attention grabber, you know what I'm saying, the message behind type shit. Because I started off listening to a lot of East Coast music as I was listening to the fast rapping, all that right, stuff. Right. So definitely shout out to New York because heavy inspiration on my life growing up from age 15 up until now, definitely. So um, Who's your favorite New York MC? <sighs> The pressure's on. The pressure is You're on. You're live. Like, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> the pressure is really on with that question. No, nah, no, nah, it's cool. Who's your favorite? Currently, right now? All time, whoever. All time, whoever. Oh, man. And there's so many different genres, too. It's just like... When I, when I think of you, I think of Spitter. So, like, I know you like Fred the Godson. Yeah, and Big L. And Ah, oh, Big L. Come on. And, uh... Joel Big Ortiz. L said the wildest line <laughs> in a song, and I didn't. I never paid attention to it. Like I'm a fan. He he said a line in a song. He said, "Me being a virgin, that's idiotic." Because if Big L got the AIDS, every QD in the city got it. And I was like, "What the fuck, dog?" I, I always slip past that line, but Big L would say some wild shit like that. I gotta call him Easy L now. <laughs> Dog, but it was gross. But it was like, okay, that's a bar. But like, man, I don't know if I could support that. He's you, crazy. He's not. I'm gonna tell you, he's a dark. He's a dark lyricist of their time. Like, yes. really dark. 
When but when he had like a big L, put it on, put it on, hey, put it on, big L. Like when he had that joint come out, that was for that time. That but was he, a dark album. His debut album was dark. Big L was a dark lyricist. One three nine Linux is the danger zone. Like he's dangerous. Like yeah. he's just like hazard. But I, I think it was what what it was for me that got my attention with Big L was the cadence, yeah. his uh, his breath pattern, his you know what I'm saying his approach and different um schemes that he had like he because he really didn't punch like that he just had a, like a, a real 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 good flow yeah but he had a lot of dark schemes i just wasn't i'm Man. not into that but it was the flow for me so well what you mean by dark schemes like um yo i got slugs for stitches no love for bitches putting thugs in ditches when my trigger finger itches i got a rep to make police jet known to get a mm. pre-sweat i never beg for pussy like keith sweat it's big l slow hell no with this shit <laughs> this big L slow hell no Bitches get fucked on the roof When I ain't got no hotel oh, hotel dough I'm known for yoking cats And beating over smoking gas Leaving token backs With broken backs and open caps So with that bullshit Step to the rear son The last thing you want With big L is a fair one Now this this is where he got dark Cause in the He said cause in the street ball I strike men like lightning You seen what happened In my last fright friend I right, then yeah. I beat kids with lead pipes I leave trails of dead mics. Where I'm from, niggas' jewels get ran like red lights. Old folks get mugged and raided. Crimes are drug related. Ah, uh, yeah, that's where it get dark for you. And that is not no street rules that thugs created. Yeah, if you really, that's, you <laughs> that's just, what he said. You just a wild nigga, like you, you just, just off the chain. You just like, off the chain, bro. You're not following no type of ethics or morals. You just out here doing all type of evil shit. And he was in Children of the Corn. And I don't. <laughs> Die. <laughs> I don't knock I don't knock a lot of the you know what I'm saying the dark approaches with music and if that's how they got on that's how they got on but you got a lot of dark investors yeah I've been so seeing like, a lot of artists, artists talk about that you know like I know, for real I know you heard the Kanye interview on uh, Drink Champs or I didn't get to watch familiar. all of it I was watching 20 minutes of it and I had to leave but I didn't get to watch all of it how did you feel in that 20 minutes I know it was a lot cause he has it's 2 hours and 30 minutes but I know that 20 minutes was a lot it was an experience, and he's doing a part two. By the time this interview comes out, part two will be out. So we should do a part two reaction because you need to watch the first two hours. I think I gotta watch two. that. I have to because I think Kanye at this point with that first twenty minutes, that first twenty minutes, I just like looking at him like he like fuck it. See <laughs> <laughs> y'all about to see what's going on. Just fuck it. Like, Nigga, I'm worth. That's what nine billion dollars looks like. It was a lot. I heard it now. I seen an article of some unjust comments like the Just Blaze shit. You know what I'm saying? What he said about Just Blaze. Yeah, that was a little far. Did you take anything good in that 20 minutes? Because I took some good and bad from it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't get to, I didn't get to really tap into what he was talking about during that 20 minutes because he was just kind of like going on about the Donda album and stuff like that. And then, but um, I had seen an article about the Big Sean shit too. Yeah. Talk about what you think about that? Him regretting signing Big Sean. Like, I, I want to know why. Yeah, I think it was something about, uh, yeah, what did he say? What did he say? I think he said John Legend and uh, Big Sean didn't support him during his presidency. I think that's what it was. He, they weren't supporting him in his presidency, and he put him on and shit, so he felt like because they didn't support him, and I don't know. Con- see, that's, see, that make me think he off his rocker with shit like that. Yeah. John Legend, out of that situation, it can't be John Legend and Big Sean are bad people because yeah. they didn't support you. <laughs> yeah. Come on, yeah. Yeah, man. Come on, yeah. I just feel like now, as far as that, I feel like he's off his rocker with as far as the, the name bashing for no reason if he really doesn't have an actual cause to support it. But as far as him opening up and about the industry, he's doing that, but he's just not blatantly yeah. doing that. Because he's living very nomadic. He said he doesn't have a home. 
You know what I'm saying? It's like he's kind of living on the run. Yeah, he said that. Like, <laughs> See, he, said he, he said he lives out of his book bag. Like he's a rich nomad. Like you imagine that being worth $9 billion and not having a home and just doing whatever you want. You could stay at the president of Balenciaga's house or you could stay at the Gucci yeah, factory. Yeah, like you got the money for it. Something's wrong. Yeah, man. At the haircut. Something's wrong. Nikasa, I need you on a conspiracy episode. I, like where I this would is love. <laughs> we'll get on it. Heavy. Hey, man, before we get to this break, I want to ask you one simple question. What is hip-hop to you? Hmm. Hip-hop to me, excuse me. <clears throat> hip-hop to me is, at this point, change. I like that. Right now, just leave it at this point, because, I mean, we can go back. I can go back in a, a mental time machine in the mid-2000s and say, oh, hip-hop is, is good where it's at. Where? It's good where it's, nah, it's changed. Hip-hop has changed right now. And Toby Nguay is a perfect example. Perfect Make sure y'all check example. him out. He's a D-Smoke, perfect example. Perfect example. So I'm not saying that um, if you coming up not sounding like Moneybag Yo, but you pushing that same approach and you want to look to be a little baby, any advice to those type of artists out there, continue to make what you make. Just don't, don't fake the funk Word. whenever it come down to it. Like you better have everything that you got behind you. Make sure that you prepare for stuff like that whenever you making that type of music. And if you're just hustling and getting your money, you're just talking about how you getting to your bread, and that's what it is. You, you know, you're gonna have the envious ones all the time. So, but yeah. I did that. Hip hop has changed. This is Jean P, the MC. We're gonna take a quick break when we come back. We're gonna talk some more with Nikaso. Nikaso, you still with me, right? We chilling? Yes. Yeah, we here. We here. All right, man. We'll be back, man. This is Jean P, the MC, episode 16. And say what you mean. Peace. I like to thank the cowards if you ever plan on hurting me. They say I kill him, it's the worst for me So I took it to the Flip the page in this chapter, I got some shit to say Outcast with self-belief, I had to revisit fate Thoughts of instead of him, it be me, this life a twist of fate Same me, just fusion with my bro in his religious ways Stuck in my head, a living hell, I made it heaven's gates Easier for you to speak on this shit, feel like yesterday Mama kept a plate, decade straight up on that section 8 Raised on 7, I'm the highest age, it's time to levitate They think it's light, but we heavyweight now Even when I could Hang with you, bro, was making you proud We manifest what we desire, all these words and spells You broke out that mental prison when released from the cell Lord, way up we go, and we won't come down They is was closed, but they open now These streets is cold Yo, yo, peace, peace, be back, man What up, this is John P, the MC, episode 16 of Say What You Mean I got my man Nikasa in the house, what's up, what's up? Uh-huh, we still here with y'all, how y'all doing? You know, we out here, man. My man was on live promoting the podcast. Appreciate the love. You know, I've been learning a lot of marketing tips from the Casa, man. What's what's your experience like with marketing, and how do you think is that's important for artists? Like, it's how very, has it affected you? It um, it's very important just to learn the people that we follow that's verified on Instagram. Learn from what they do. See how certain stuff is being done. Right. And like with the swipe up example, like I would, I would look on certain celebrities' pages and seeing the swipe up for more, like, it has to be something for the artists that doesn't have the swipe up feature or the ones that aren't verified to right. be able to get the traffic going like they need to. So I looked up on YouTube and it showed how to add IGTV videos to your stories. Uh-huh. And all it took was downloading or uploading a um, video to IGTV. And then when you make a story, you can hit the little link at the top right corner of the story and... Then you add your video, or now you can add your link. 
Shout out to Instagram and Facebook. About time y'all did something crazy. <laughs> Salute to you for giving the game, man. Like, what what inspires that uh, interest and in wanting to know about marketing? Because you know, a lot of artists they just kind of just go with the flow and just post on on just make a post. Just assume that all the success is just gonna come magically. You know, um, what made you want to get into learning that for yourself? Oh, and uh, by the way, for the record, I'm in crazy in a great way. Y'all. Are, it's the network and the technology <laughs> is already crazy, but I'm right. that in a great way. But um, just seeing my numbers, watching how my numbers should be, like whenever I was at 10,000 monthly listeners last year, it was really solely focusing on doing that before I got into doing dog tags. That's why my monthly listeners dropped because I just had a lot going on from making necklaces for people yeah. and just trying to focus on the music. I was still making music, but I wasn't able to make the marketing moves that I was doing during the process of me making tags. But um, just having all those monthly listeners, it helped me understand, like, all right, well, my numbers don't look like this on Instagram. Yeah. So even though it was from different demographics that were legit, they just they weren't following me on Instagram or Facebook, but these were actual listeners that I was getting. And as far as, like, my Instagram and my Facebook, I was wondering how could I get my numbers up, and that started with the boost button that I was telling you about. Yeah, yeah. For your advertisement, whenever you boost something on Instagram or Facebook – they'll have a learn more button that will redirect yeah. the consumer oh, man, to whatever they so want. Much. I, yeah. did, I did that ad after you kind of schooled me on it. I promoted uh, 330 Kids just to mm -hmm. kind of test it out there and see. And man, I'm talking, there were customers on my mail route that just were scrolling Instagram, like just on the daily shit. And they would see it. And one was like, yo, man, somebody commented and was like, yo, man, I think that's my mailman. <laughs> and that's how far those ads spread. So, yeah, yes. yeah man, I, I definitely think uh, investing in your social media is an important investment for sure. Yeah, because when I see my numbers, wasn't really like, all right, they should be higher than this, even with me boosting. So I just had to learn more. Right. Because in, in whenever you look at your Spotify artist app and you look at the analytics in the states that are listening to your music, you target them when you boost something in Instagram or yep, Facebook. Because sure. it's a 50-50% chance they might see it, but that'll still get new people involved with your music. Because when you target, you can put interest and put hip-hop music. You can uh, do the locations of the cities and all that and target the cities that's been listening to your music on your Spotify analytics. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's that a another, science, man. It's another that's route that, to do it. Listen, man, you get on too much game, man. You got you to gotta charge them for that. <laughs> hey, hey nah, y'all got to pay gotta for it. You got to pay for yeah, it. Y'all got to pay for the boosting. So At least listen to the podcast to get the game. Man. Definitely, yeah. Please listen to uh, Say What You Mean podcast. So we talk about... Game. Yeah, man. So we talk a lot about the technical side. So now let's get into the music. My, my, my first memory of you is that uh, years ago when we started, I always reference back to the beginning because it makes important to know who you are now mm -hmm. you used to do a lot of competitions and uh showcases and things like that and one of the first ones i remember was uh when you met crooked eye yeah i remember when you first told me about that opportunity i think a lot of us still were excited for that you know it was a crazy opportunity crooked eye is such a great lyricist and i just knew you two was hand in hand uh what was that experience like and what actually uh happened out of that situation so before we get into that situation all the competitions i was doing before then Sweeping shit. Uh, right, yeah, you was killing shit, shit, bro. First, not, no runner-up type <laughs> shit, bro. And I ain't even right. be bragging. That's just the way it went and the way it go. Every time you was first place, every time I seen you first place, and, and as as deserved, you know what I'm saying? So what yeah. was that like with Crooked Eye, though? That competition now, um, shout out to Black Gemini. Shout out to the dog. Shout out Black Gemini. Because he rode man. out there with me, 
Andy. I, I got him involved in the competition. Like, hey, bro, you might as well get in this, shoot this little 50. And we, you know I'm saying, we come out on top. And that's exactly what happened. We was the top two winners. So I came out on first, and then he came up runner-up. But we was we rode together. Right. So it was pretty much we both won. So what was vowed and what was told to us is that we would get a verse from him, you know what I'm saying, on the song that I was going to make. And that process went on for, like, months. I was waiting for him to send, uh, send me a verse. And, of course, three years later, I still don't have the verse. But, damn. Yeah, so we won't even really get too much into that because... It is what it is. You're going to yeah. eventually bump into him as long as he's still here. So, I mean, in the, at the rate that I'm moving with my music and my for career, sure. go to different states, I'm coming to Cali. What goes around, comes around. You know the science, for, man. Yeah, for sure. And I'm not even mad. It's not even for no sure. bad blood. I would like to talk to him one-on-one -on -one like how we is right yeah, now. So, but, like, yep. that's what I would want after that's all this time. It should always be at first. So, no smoke. It's just business. You yeah, know? that's it. Because I'm in the same realm as you. Facts. I don't listen to you and have most of your catalog. Thanks to Black Gemini. He got me hit the crooked eye. Like, he... One of his mixtapes got me through life. Psalms 82, like, Word. I need to check that out. But, um, yeah, that situation is, like, neither here nor there now. So I bump into him, I do. If I don't, I don't. But I'm definitely going to get to a point to where I'm going to get on Noisy and No Jumper. Yeah. And, oh, you think I'm not going to talk <laughs> oh, about it? Sure. Talk about yeah, it now man. like we talking about? Yes, it's going to be the same story. Then they're going to ask him, do you regret not getting the, giving a verse to platinum-selling artist Nikasa? <laughs> You're going to be like, man, I shoot myself in the foot about that every day. Bro, I feel like he just didn't want to do it. And I, I yeah, just feel like man. he just didn't want to do it. Or could be this on the business side, that there wasn't many registrations that day. It was probably 10, 12 people tops in the competition. And it wasn't that many registrations. So maybe he didn't get what he thought that he was going to get for so showing up. So it just up. felt like a little money grab. I want to ask you because you you tapped into that market and that's a market like because I know before you sold tickets for shows yeah. and, um, you've done all that. And you know, a lot of us, we know that experience. Like, yeah, you know, you sell tickets, you do get a few minutes to perform yeah. or you pay 50 bucks and you perform this slot. I've seen you make those sacrifices and those experiences. What's the truth behind those? Because we all have our theories, but is it true? You pay the money for those performances, and sometimes you don't even perform, or you don't even get five minutes if you mm. sell all your tickets. Like, Ooh. I know it's some dirty games hey. with up unsigned artists, man. It's, it's, a, it's a tough game out there. So school us on the hustles out there. What, what, I mean, that never happened to that? me as far as, like, somebody not being able to perform right. after selling tickets and all that. Now, But not getting verses and shit, you know. Well, but not getting verses, yeah. I paid 50 bucks for that competition. Right. <laughs> Oh, it's $50. And what was read in the uh, flyer is that you win first place, you get on the song with them, do, do, do. When they, when they added on the video that day, I just kind of like threw that out the window. Like, all right, whatever. You yeah. do the song. You're going to charge me for the video regardless. There's going to be some type of... Yeah, man, that's just shady shit. He just do the 16. Yeah, whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you're doing shows and you're selling tickets to do a show, especially for a major artist... Like I have with K Camp or Busy Bone. I mean, you just made it better make sure that you sell most of your tickets if you want a, a nice slot, at least a respectful slot. If your craft is that good or you feel like your work is that good, make sure you're putting in that work to. Do you think pay to plays are like beneficial? Some. Some? The legit ones. How do you know a legit one from a fake one though? Because you know, you got a lot of guys who sign up for these things. And they go into it like, you know, not knowing the game. And then they're like, oh, man, we paid for this. And then we didn't even get to perform. Or they keep doing the same thing over and over and it's over. It's definitely and over. some. It's definitely some. Because, you know, people, anybody else looking out from the outside of music, going, oh, pay to play, that's bullshit, don't do that, ah, whatever. But I paid to play in Akron. And 
that got me to New York and Queens with Amadeus. Mm. Tell us about that pay to play. So that pay to play, that situation was more like you had the bad, you know, you had your bad and your good. Actually, the best situation of bad and good. You example. Got lucky. Yes. <laughs> blessed. I'm sorry. No, yeah, your luck ain't have nothing to do with yeah, this, blessed. but I'm talking about as far as like the the energy of bad and good. This is the Crooked Eye shit was kind of like the worst right. competition situation I've yeah, been in. Yeah, yeah. And the Amadeus shit was the best. Because mm. I won in Akron, Ohio at a club, Debonairs, I think it is, or Deucenairs, something like that. I forget what it's called. But uh, Sean Cartel, Star Child Management, shout out to Kathy, shout out to y'all. Um, they were throwing a competition there and I paid 150 Okay. To, you know what I'm saying, right. partake in that. So that 150 was if you come in first place, you go to Queens, you get an uh, pay, automatic pay registration for the big show that they have down there with like over 30, 40 artists. And um, I paid that 150 Um A few other artists from the city paid that 150 So a couple artists from Akron. Right, right. R- random range of artists. So anyways, I came out on first, won first place that day, went to New York the next couple of weeks. And... Went out to Queens, and it was 40, damn near 40 artists. Damn. Out in uh, Queens. I think it was Blackthorn 51. That was the name of the venue. And uh, Amadeus was throwing that competition. He's a platinum recording um, artist, also a producer. He, um, right. Drum, he's a drummer for Trey Songs. Um, he produced for Young M.A., some of the generational artists that we listen to, Fabulous. Well, solid credentials right there. Yeah, he's one of them producers in the cut. He just doesn't have that star power name behind him. Was that your first time in New York for the competition? Yeah. That was your first time in New in, York? In, my first time in New York in Queens. Bro. And I won. Everybody that knows me knows I love New York City. Listen, out of four... Do you love New York City like I yes, love New York City? Listen, yes, listen. It was, it was, the love was crazy because, <laughs> like you said, when, with you being from out of town, they appreciate you much more, especially when you're giving it up and showing love to them. Man, hell so, yeah. So I stood up, me and Black stood up, and shout out to uh, Mazo from Alliance. He also stood up with his girl... And we all watched all the other performers. And when it was time for me to go, they announced me first place. Like, Black had to come and get me from outside. I think I was outside on the phone or something, and they um, announced me first place. And I won out of, like, 30 or 40 performers. And I got me a beat from Amadeus, which is currently on my album now, Canvas. That's called Star Child. That's what's up, man. Listen, so with you, you know, going to New York and having these experiences, and we talked about other artists, have you brushed shoulders with other uh, major artists other than uh, Crooked Eye? Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. What other artists have those been? And it really hasn't been a lot. I, I wanted, I'm going to get it to be a lot just by working towards that, but yeah. uh, Benny the Butcher. B- nigga, that's enough. <laughs> Ain't it? What? <laughs> Don't, yeah, that, that, that's enough. Shit. Yeah, oh yeah, the Ohio Cypher, yep. The Ohio Cypher that we had out in uh, Columbus, Ohio. And um, Butcher, man. Benny the Butcher was performing Ooh. that night. But yeah, I got to rap on stage with him because I qualified to the next, the final, uh, I qualified to the final round after making my entry online. And that was for the Ohio Cypher. And Stiley was a judge. Scientific was a part of that. A few other artists from Columbus and Cleveland. But me, Scientific, and a few others won. Shout out to Cheddar Cheese from Columbus. He was also a, a runner-up. But yeah, we got to rap on the stage with Benny the Butcher. And even though a lot of stuff that was in that flyer didn't get promised. <laughs> Another example. It wasn't a, <laughs> but, it, but, but thankfully, yeah. thankfully it wasn't a pay to play. Okay. But you didn't get it, what you was it promised. Was, it was a rap to play. It was a rap. Oh. The only thing I got to do was grace, gracefully share the stage with Benny the Butcher hey. and his entourage when we were ciphering. So, and be at the show VIP with them whenever they was performing and stuff with Scientific and Stolly was performing. 
But um, yeah, the, I'm going to tell you what I got good out of that, though. What's good you get? The good that I got out of that was being able to connect with Stally on a, a higher level to build with him and talk to him. That's what's as up. As far as like how the shit go. He was like, yeah, the shit was wrong. A lot of shit was incorrect about what was promised in the flyer and all of that. So we let it go. But that kept me connected with him. And then he was looking at my music and looking at how I was working, telling me to keep up with the good work, giving me different advice and different t- uh, tips and stuff that I can carry along with my career. So that was that's what I was going to ask you. Uh, yeah, shout out to Stiley, yeah, man. Yeah, definitely um, shout out to Stiley. That's ill. So I was going to ask you that. Um, throughout your experience and journey as an artist, what was the best piece of advice you ever received? The best piece of advice? Hmm. There's a lot. I would say um, being told to stay consistent. Facts. And that's just the overall thing. Like, if, even if we are artists and we got different side hustles outside of what we do, it's the consistency level of it. Because if you're keeping all of those consistent, it's unstoppable. Yeah. No matter what's going on. So, But yeah, staying consistent, that's one of the best pieces of advice that I was told. It's a lot, but... That's, that's what's one. up, man. Like, so prior to your solo career, you really, like, dug into battle rap. Uh, you dug into it with Black Gemini. What what's that world like compared to being an artist? Because earlier, me and you and Black was talking about that type, that environment, and just the atmosphere. What was your first experience with battle rap, and what made you want to take that route, or was that a route that you've always been familiar with? First experience with battle rap, I um, I lightweight caught on to a lot of the Smack DVDs before they got on YouTube, before they actually started hitting hitting the internet and all of that stuff. But, um, like, I love battle rap. It's a whole different realm. It's a whole different world other than the music industry. It really is. And if you understand the balance and if you're really into both like that, then you can see the difference. It's a total difference. I would, I definitely got to say this. My homie Black Gemini, hella battles in. Battled on big platforms, big Shout names. Shout out Black, man. Shout out to Black the Gemini. Listen, he didn't battle on URL cards, KOTD cards, and they're not even not even to say that they're the major ones, but it's like certain events that were hosted by Smack Battle on Smack's birthday. Wasn't that at um, Tampa? Yeah, Black. If, yeah, you, if, you, like, if you don't mind, Nikaso Black, you want to come and holler at us for a minute, man? Yeah, yep. Yeah, I'm going to let him uh, yeah, man. get y'all tapped into this battle world, but I yeah, will man. let y'all know I do love this shit for sure. Yeah, man. Shout out. Listen, man. This is dope. We, we doing this live. We keeping it. Come on. Yeah, come on here, man. Let's, let's get this going. Yeah, man, I had to make that happen because it, it wouldn't be right for the man himself to be here and yeah, us not tap into that world, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, grab them headphones right there, man. There you go. There we go. Look at that, man. We got two guests in one. We, yo, we doing yo, magic yo, tricks yo. on the podcast right now. Black Gemini in the house. What's up, man? Peace, peace. What's going on What's with going you? What's on, King? How you feeling, man? How you doing, man? First of all, thank you for coming. It's an honor to have you here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I've been watching all the videos, man. Like I said, the demeanor that they hear now, it ain't the demeanor in the videos because you be going at them in them battles, man. Yeah, yeah, it's layers to the Gemini. You know <laughs> no, that's just, you know, it's just a certain energy you got to be. You got to be a certain certain mode when you up there. Yeah. You know? it's, it's, a different, it's a different realm. It's like, you know, so, you know, you got to use things as on an as-needed basis, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to come in here screaming on nobody. And- nah, man, talk this shit, bro. Just say what you mean, man. We got we to gotta do it right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure, bro, for sure. What was your first experience like with music for you? Um, 
honestly, I was just always around it. You know, people I was yeah. around was, uh, you know, everybody was starting to rap. You know, everybody I was cool with, you know, and certain people uh, I was real particularly cool with started getting into it. And I always enjoyed writing, you know, and always enjoyed hip hop and, you know, artists like Nas and things is what got me into, you know, artistry and just, you know, the the poetry behind the, the the imagery of rap, you know, I just appreciated that. So, you know, people I was cool with would ask me to, you know, I'll just be around when they start writing writing raps and stuff. And, you know, I kind of really kept it to myself mostly through high school. Right. I really ain't even... Yeah, listen, man, because I didn't even know. You know, we, we go back Yeah, as I well. really wasn't rapping <laughs> in, in school or nothing like that, yeah. but I loved it. You know what I'm right. saying? So I was always a fan of it. And did write myself. I just never shared it with nobody, you know, until I felt like it was time to, you know. When did you get into battle rap? Uh, I'd say around 2000 and... I'd say about five years ago. Five years ago. Yeah, five, six years ago. Going on six now. I was probably about 24, 25 around there. You know what I'm saying? I was always a fan of battle rap from way back. You know, even when I was a kid. Like, yeah. I remember Fight Club used to be I on remember MTV. That. Sirius Jones was in there fucking everything yeah. up. You know, Jenna MC did his <laughs> numbers. Hoffa, you know? yeah. yeah, that was like my first really taste of battle rap, just seeing that on MTV. And that shit was cold. You know what I mean? It was, I never seen nothing like that, you know? Uh, there was a league that started here in Canton. I'm sure you're familiar with it. Bar for Bar Feast. I remember that. Yeah, I believe Smurf, Young Smurf. Shout out to Young Smurf. Shout out Smurf, man. On BMF doing his thing, yeah, too. Big things. Yeah. Show, salute to him. Him and uh, I think a guy, Jay Blaze and Sonny Black started a league around here called Bar for Bar Feast. And Sonny Black, yeah. We used to have the battles down at the Pavilion at the Monument. I remember them days, yeah, man. You know, and they things was lit, you know. They was, oh, those, those are legendary, man. Yeah, yeah, that's a page in Canton history, for Definitely sure. for sure, but you can't not talk about that. Every time it was something going on, it was packed, man. That was a good moment for the city. For sure, man. It was always a good situation. Uh, some legendary events happened out there. People got bodied, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> lyrically. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely some unforgettable moments out there. So, you know, when we had that league going, by that time, I already been doing, like, features, you know. Yeah. Certain people around the city who, uh, you know, I did songs with, like, shout out to Railville and... Man, uh, shout out Realville, 330 Kids. Uh, the Degrees, just certain people from around the city that I was around at that time that was doing music and things. I was just doing feature songs, you know, stuff like that. But by that time, people knew I rapped and I, I you know, I th- like to think I was nice, but people was asking me to, you know, get involved in it. And, you know, I, I was much obliged, you know, I, I wanted to see what I could do, you know. So they set me up with somebody, and I happen to actually know this person too, Timmy McNeil. Shout out to him. Hey, yeah, he was shout actually smoke, my man. first opponent. You know what I'm saying? So wow, you know, it's different battling somebody that you, you know, yeah, to an extent, cool with. We you talked know what about I mean? that so earlier, like the story I shared with y'all, like rapping in front of your friend, but you got to do it because of the sport. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But at that time, we wasn't cool to where. I had reservations about wilding out, but at the yeah. same time, I didn't know that much about him neither. I just kind of stuck to my guns and, you know, went in there and did what I felt like I had to, and I definitely won that. For sure. And uh, I remember that, man. That was that, that was dope, man. That was classic <laughs> shit, bro. That was yeah, definitely yeah. a page in the books, bro. For sure. For me, too, because, you know, that was my first ever on-camera battle, you know what I'm saying? And... 
you could see a big difference in my demeanor. Like I was wasn't yeah. I didn't look comfortable. You know what I'm saying? I just went up there, just stood there, and just. But you did you it, know, and yeah, you felt yeah, it, and yeah, then now yeah, it's yeah, like maybe that's me being a critic of myself. Yeah, but I just look at it and I just see how uncomfortable I was. We could be like, our toughest critics, but yeah, it's necessary, yeah, you know. For sure. But after that, uh, they started having more consistent events, and I think two two months later, I think I got on a second event. Uh, it was at Sadie Renee's, you know, over there on. Wow. Whitman. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was actually a nice turnout too, and uh, that was around the time cities was feuding within. Uh, Ohio's battle rap scene, like Ohio had, I mean, Akron had their own league. I think it was called OBRL, Ohio Battle right. Rap League. And then Cleveland has a league with a similar name, Bar for Bar Cleveland. It's just Bar for Bar up there. Yeah. And they seem to have started around the same time, but, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of unity amongst cities. So it was a, whole, a big rivalry, you know what I'm saying? Like Cleveland versus Akron or Akron versus Canton. So... The second event I was a part of was amidst that Canton versus Akron kind of rivalry where they would throw events on our league and they would send Akron shooters down here on our league to come battle and then we would go up there and battle some of their cats and vice versa. City pride, you know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, after a while, Canton and Akron, you know, we share the same area code. So it like we kind of started clicking up. It started going at Cleveland, you know what I'm saying? Because Cleveland, <laughs> they a different, they a different cloth of cocky, you know what I'm okay. saying? Okay, yeah. Well, what what city is the toughest to go at? I mean, in Ohio, as far as Ohio, Cleveland is is a, is a hands down. Like they got some killers over. Who there. Who the killers in Cleveland? Put them out there. Put them out there. <laughs> well, the, it kind of shifted for real because, like, when like I said, when I started battle about five years ago. So around that time, the rivalry was a lot stronger, and the people that was prominent then. It's a shift. It's not the yeah. same people that's prominent now. So I kind of go over both. You know, when we was kind of warring with Cleveland, it was it was a, a click up there called HTC. Shout out to Fonz. You know what I'm saying? He uh he from Cleveland and shit. He was pretty much the leader of that click. It was Fonz, Twisted Mind. Shout out to him. I'm actually battling him here in a few weeks. Hey, dead nigga. Okay, plug that. But, uh, <laughs> dead nigga. But uh, uh, Ride or Die Tie. He from out there. Uh, Cedar Simone, he's actually the league owner, you know what I'm saying? And he he's a solidified battle veteran out there in That's Cleveland. What's up, man. And there's a few female shooters out there too that be burying niggas, you know what Ooh. I'm saying? Shout out to Cheddar, shout out to Lady Miatris, shout out to uh Flawless, shout out to Panic. She from Chicago, but she rep she reps the Cleveland League as a home league, so we, you know, we embrace her, For you sure. know what I'm saying? But yeah, we got you know, they they're pretty much the strongest league in Ohio, you know what I'm saying? when bar for bar kind of went inactive you know what i mean so we started battling up in cleveland akron and canton cats would pretty much stand on the same side of the building right right it was three three oh and then we'd be you know battling the lineup of cleveland cats 216 so it was it was like a real rivalry thing like almost like school games you know what i'm saying you go out of town today's school Today house. Yeah, I love to see y'all like cats from the city go to Columbus or Youngstown. I love to and see And battle they top cats Facts. who they feel like is they top cats and then they get the bragging rights. You know, sometimes money's involved and it's prizes and, you know, respect overall and just building your resume, you know. How important do you feel battling is to hip-hop culture versus being an actual artist? Because me and you had earlier, you, you told me... uh yeah, man, I kind of forgot about the artist, you know, or, or, or kind of steered away from it. So how important is battling in hip-hop to you? It's essential. It's like the DNA, the nuts and bolts, you know, of, of this shit. Because 
that's really a lot of the origin of it, you know, is 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 is, is creative lyrical warfare, you know, it started as battle rap, you know, on beat, off beat, you know, cats was meeting up, not even knowing each other and just rapping till they ran out of raps, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I I I was very blessed to like have battle rap carry me the way it did because like I've done things I never thought I'd be able to like I done battled like on rooftops in Brooklyn you know what I'm saying Man. I've been doing events in Bed-Stuy where people know me you know what I'm saying it's love I'm getting handed Henny and we smoking you know it's just love from the, just the work ethic you know everywhere you go it's like a love for this hip-hop shit so when I go out of town like, you know, especially more more recent years, like my reputation and my work precedes me. So when I get to events out of town, places I've sometimes never been, like, oh, that's Gemini was good. Like Facts. I was embracing it's, that's hard. it's super crazy. And I got people I got lifetime bonds and relationships with just from me going out to their section and, and spitting three rounds to a nigga, you know? I love like me being be so deep and true to Canton, I love when guys from here, because it's like four walls of us coming here. You know, it's like four walls of us. And see y'all experience that and all, go all over the place, man. That's that's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Like to experience that, because you you probably never thought from that first battle at the monument it'll take you to being respected in New York City. And that's nah. the mecca of, of hip hop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to be respected there, that's how I felt for me just it's to have honor, my song you know play. Like, yeah, but somebody talent just carries facts. you to, in such a way. You know if what it saying? counts there, it, it counts anywhere. Because that's the toughest crowd. Like, Man. That's the toughest, the East Coast, period. Like Philly, Jersey, Maryland. New York, you know what I'm saying? Like they're a very tough crowd because they like they condition MCs like yeah. they, the Mecca, like you said, like Facts. they that's that shit is like they DNA, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's pretty much it's it, it'd be an honor to be respected in that scene over there. So, you know, I could definitely say that's that's a big accomplishment for me. You know what I mean? It's staples and people out there that's relevant that, you know, could vouch for my body of work. You feel me? Man, before we uh, go into this break, I want to ask you, man, because I know, uh, what's, what's your favorite verse of yours that you've done? Like, if you have, like, a 16 or a verse that you really, really, really enjoy or that's a favorite of yours that people are familiar with or just your own personal favorite, what would that be? Um, I did a song with uh, Degrees, shout out to him, uh, it's called Freedom of Speech. And <laughs> it's just crazy because where I was at mentally when I wrote it, like I was really just trying to finish it. Like I took mad long writing it. I was just thinking about other shit. It wasn't really flowing and it just took a long ass time. You know what I mean? I was kind of just really rushing at, at, at one point and it came out so crazy. Like you would never have thought that, you know what I'm saying? Just because of the level of flow patterns and intricacies within the verse. Like I was really rushing just trying to get it done because I feel like, you know what I'm saying? They was waiting for me to get yeah, done. Yeah, I was yeah. like, the, <laughs> the pressure was, was on. You know like, come saying? on, like, waiting was, on you. Niggas getting hungry and some old shit, running out of shells and shit. They trying <laughs> to go. So I'm like, I'm like rushing at this point. You know what I mean? But it just like it turned out amazing to me as far as just the the, the level of skill. What was the, the concept verse, of like, the verse? You know like I'm you, a, I'm competitive. Yeah, you man, I'll be honored, bro. Come right. into the mic and let, let them hear it, man. Right. Listen, the cops on the spirit, you got to listen, right. man. This, this is dope. I'm a Go sad ahead. when I write. 
Never passing the mic, flow is heaven sent. You can call it the passion of Christ. Cause they resent me. You talking shit, but they miss me. You swear that you moving away and you busting shit till it's empty. You with it or you against me? Can win so niggas diss me. I'm polished. I'm an MC, the product that niggas envy. I promise that I get busy. Kick logic, you won't forget me. Tell you who rep the jungle. Remind you who run the city. You bout it, then come and get me. Couldn't fathom up my mind state. Had you meet your maker, probably have him on a blind date. Be advised to migrate. The coldest in the tri-state. Flow is irate. We feel to blow up like the crime rate hip-hop is dead so i came to straight revive for the profit is so symbolic acknowledge you won't survive when i'm rhyming just hold your vomit providing the code of honor especially to the ones who don't like it they're gonna despise it i ride with the code of silence prominence so astonishing bounded beyond consignment the ganja coincide with the vibe when i quote the lines of a monster i'm holding hostage i'm mobbing i promise Ooh. lyrically really don't want them problems Ooh. You know what I'm saying? something like that Black but. Gemini, man, the mic is smoking right now. Bro. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> but see, I just dead ass rusted. Like I wasn't even like in a mode. Like I'm about to fucking murder this. Like Facts. I wasn't on none of that. Like I was just trying to get it done and finish it. So it was feeling. It man. just kind of. That's why that verse stand out to me. Not because I think it's the best verse. It's just because that was just like <laughs> crazy on a humbug. Yeah, you know what man. I'm saying. So I just I don't know that stuck with me. Man, thank you for coming on, man. Like we gotta, we need your own episode. Like so, this was man. just a preview because me and Black and already talked about having his own episode of Say What You Mean, man. I'd be honored, you know what I'm saying, for you to come on here and talk more about yourself and no your doubt. story, man. Because like I said, we're familiar with you and Nicasso, and just the fact that we got an experience of the battle rap culture and Nicasso switched off and let you tap in on it, man. I thank you for even just educating the people on battle rap, man. I thank you for uh, just. Sharing that, man, and keep supporting the man. Plug yourself real quick. Where can they find you at? Let them know. No doubt. Also, uh, I own a battle rap league based yeah, out of Yeah, yes, Canada, sir. Ohio. Let's talk. Ironclad Battle League. Ironclad. This will be my fifth event, November 27th, if you guys are in the area. You know, uh, come down to 1533 Cleveland Avenue Southwest. Let's it's go. called Rome's Boom Boom Room. You may or may not have heard of it. You know, it's an up and coming, you know, comedy VIP lounge type of situation. But, you know, good people down there, good vibes, good scenery. You know, they doing open mics and things like that, having contests and gospel nights and spoken words and things like that. So uh, definitely tap in with Rome Ware or Tanya. Uh, Tanya. Miss Tanya, we're gonna call her Miss Tanya. Miss Tanya. <laughs> but uh yeah, my next event's November 27th. So I got some battles coming up that day. And I also have a battle myself, Black Gemini yes, versus sir. Twisted Mind, December 4th in Cleveland, Ohio, on Bar for Bar Rap Battle League. Tickets are available on Eventbrite. So uh tap in with me online or just reach out to Bar for Bar Battle League or Eventbrite. Uh the name of the event is the ninth annual anniversary so it's the actual nine years being active as a league so you know it's a very celebrated up, card yo it's gonna be dope yeah, yeah man listen talk your shit man you got my boy Jeter the Poet on there too man what it do yeah 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 man. yeah, 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 yeah. G, JTP man JTP man listen I appreciate you bro on that note we gonna come back this is John Peter MC we back with Nikaso shout out Black Gemini say what you mean episode 16 peace I can never Word. ride away I'm in the game, I'm penetrating in the pain, and that is not up for debate. I love that look up on your face, more money, more hate, but I won't even take a break, and that is not up for debate. No, that is not up for debate. 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 I love that look up on your face, more money, more hate, but I won't even take a break, and that is not up for debate. Phone line going dumb, tell them market Peace, 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 peace. We back. Not up for debate, man. At all. Not at all.
Shout out to Trey Styles, man. Man, shout out Trey Styles, man. That that was debate by my man Nicasso, special guest on Say What You Mean, episode 16. It's been a it's been a dope episode so far. I mean, we had Black Gemini making an appearance. Sure. Showing love, man. How you feeling? You all right? Feeling amazing. Definitely uh loving this experience. Loving the aura of this interview. Appreciate you, man. To be able to get both sides of the uh of the world as far as the music and then the battle world too, because you know we for sure get on uh joint ventures as far as doing certain battles with verbal war zone or just different leagues. He's more in the battling on different leagues, but I battled on verbal war zone more times than I battled a cappella. Yeah. Yep. What's what's that experience been like for you as far as uh battle rapping? Like have you is it is how, what's the feeling like just going out there for the first time? It's different. Like like I told you earlier, it's, um as far as when people get the butterflies, I turn it into adrenaline. Facts. Kinda like I don't really look at it as a stereotype, but I don't really be caring what people think or feel. All the little side jokes and all that, I'm going to just let the craft speak. Yeah. So that's what it normally turns uh, turns into. But as far as the battle world with me and with me wanting to be a music artist primarily and just do that, I dabble in the battle world because I love the culture so much. Facts. So why not try it? I mean, I know that battling a cappella is different from battling on a beat. Those two realms are completely different from the style and from how you're approaching your opponent. Yeah. And what you say, of course, and how you're saying it. Because you got more time to say what you need to say without a beat. But on beat, you got to be on pace. Yeah. And it has to hit. Facts. So, yeah. So just me understanding and knowing how the battle world is set up is kind of like that'll be too much on me. I want to be able to get my music at a nice platform to where my numbers is looking right before I can fully jump in like I want to. So I dabble in the verbal war zone most of the time because it keeps me in sync with rapping on beats. So when I'm working on a new song, and if I'm writing for a battle, I'm writing to beats. Right. So I can see if I was writing a new song and then I'm writing for a three-round battle acapella. Oh, new. New. I mean, that's that would be good to try. I would try it. I love challenges, but just for right now, no. So who knows what can come? I mean, you might catch me with multiple projects out and battling back to back. But yeah. but I really do love the battle culture a lot. I know what it comes with. And I also know how to craft and the method is set up as opposed to rapping on Verbal Warzone. Like it's different. It's completely different. So shout out to all of the vets that's on the URL, KOTD right now. That's still making noise, RBE. Big shout out to Fonz. Like that's Black Gemini was saying, Fonz putting on for Cleveland, Ohio. He's a part of the URL with Smack White and Beasley. So um yeah, that, that world is different from the music industry. So I really want to get my feet planted independently as an artist mm-hmm. before I really fully dive into stuff like how King Los is doing. He that, just yeah. he just battled DNA. So he's set as an artist. And yep, and he battled Daylight on top Daylight's of that. Daylight's crazy, man. This is only he this is only King Los's third show and he's King battling. King Los is a great MC. And, and look who he's battling. Cast that and battled over a hundred times. Man. Because man. of I did not watch it. Man, it's crazy. I'm about to add that to my list of watch. It's, it's definitely crazy. Watch that. See, I got to. Make sure y'all check it out too for the Please listeners. Do. Make sure y'all uh, check out King Lowe's vs. Daylight. Also, if you got the caffeine app, check out King Lowe's vs. DNA because that just came out. But um, yeah, for him to have three showings on the URL and then to be battling cats who've been doing this for a long time, yeah. that just lets you know like now the gates have opened for the artists that got their feet planted in the game and Know these big wigs. Right. Because we talked about that mm. earlier, how 
uh, battle rap is kind of like boxing in a way with yeah. all these big artists like Drake putting up these $100,000 cards. And then even Jordan saying Drake was even talking about going as far as raising it to a million dollars. And you know what I'm saying? Just just that big. See, the fact that y'all was like, damn. Imagine how many young MCs just want to step their bars up just to get that opportunity. You can try that, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty of hip hop. You know, it's like it's more than just music. It's a it's a way of life and an opportunity for people. So I think you should stick with both, man, and and, and keep it going. Probably right now is it right now as we speak it's gonna be and for I'll say for a hot minute. Like I want to take a year and or two years into doing what I'm doing as yeah. an artist to get my name up there to be having my way like Conway the Machine or Benny the Butcher. Now, you see I'm not conforming. Like, I'm, I got my core fan base. I got the people that's fucking with me, and that's it. And it's just growing by the minute. Facts. So whatever I got to do as far as selling merchandise or marketing my name and build my brand up to get it to that point to where I'm comfortable, like, oh, well, I could do this. I can jump out of music and let my project stream out and do this real quick. Yeah. Now, you know what I'm saying? Then, but for right now, I'm just, I'm dabbling. But I would respect to the culture. Like, I'm not dabbling just to be in and out to get a name because... Obviously, I'm, I got a name without doing all this extra stuff. Yeah. I just got respect for right, right. different battle leagues and, and respect for the battle culture and, as a whole. And salute to all the artists that have built a name on those platforms and still doing music outside of, you know what I'm saying, still doing that. That's y'all. That's me. So. so coming from battling back into artist mode, you recently released your first formal debut, uh, Canvas. You released that in August this past year. Yes, sir. Man, first of all, Great project. Thank you. One of my personal favorites, not just on a home level, but just in my personal list. Uh, it's a great debut. I love that you had no features on it because it kind of represents who you are. Like every time I yes. see you, you're by yourself, literally. Like every time we've always encountered each other, you've been on your own path. So like when I listened to the album, I approached it that way. I was like, man, this is dope that he's just on his own. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. just doing it in a way where it's your own identity. Was that a personal choice that you wanted to do, not having features? Yes, that was a personal choice for me due to the fact that I have a lot of features out here. And it's, it hurts that back then when we had music, like up to high school, 17, 18, I had music that I could have resurfaced and put, back, right. put on all platforms. So I had multiple projects out. So with this being my first official project with my life into it, actual songs that could be commercially put out and promoted, it was it was different. Like I, that was definitely a personal choice for me, just having all the features that I had prior to the project and afterwards. Because ever since I dropped the project, now features been coming in crazy too. I still Man. been doing mad features. So, but um, yeah, I had to give the world a piece of me. Like Canvas is a part of my life. Also has to do with my brother. That's why he's on the end of the majority of the uh, songs on each skit. Peace, peace. So um, yeah, that was just um something for. My fans that know what I do primarily, like as far as the lyrical rapping and all of that stuff, like you're going to get a splash of that inside of the canvas. But it's um, really a part of my life. Like it really, like if you listen to the message in the songs, like in track three and in intentions, a lot of people thought that I was talking about a woman, but I'm talking about hip hop. That's beautiful. I love those type of drinkers concepts. Yeah. Yep. It's, I'm really talking about hip hop and the, and the change and the, and the shift and just like a woman. Facts. <laughs> hey, man, you're going to get us beat up on here. Oh, well. <laughs> women love me because the, the hey, real man. women love me because they know I tell the truth. I'm keeping hey, it real. Hey, so, that's right. Uh, so always. Like, they always do. And, and hip hop is just like a woman based on how you treat her. Yes. And based on how, see she, based on how you see that she been treating herself. You respect her. She respects you. Yeah. You like you got to really look at how the game is right now. And prior to whenever Common made 
What was that song? I used to love her. I used to love her. So like, imagine that feeling now as opposed to how common feel now about her. But it's like <laughs> success to us is different. So like yep. to us, a lot of people thinking hip hop success is being controlled and having a record deal and all that shit. But sometimes success is just being able to just go places and be respected. You know, like Black was saying, him going to New York and people knowing who he was versus us just being quote unquote Canton niggas. That'd be just enough for people like us because we man, appreciate that. It's it is, small man. stuff. Like, and it then is. the large stuff comes out of nowhere for us and we know how to. Especially from where we come from. People don't understand what it's like coming from Canton, man. It's like there are people who live in a city who've never left, literally. At all. At all. Or don't decide to leave. Or don't decide to leave or be stuck on one street. It's like, yeah, we love Canton, but it's like we don't love, we don't want to be stuck here. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love Canton. I love being free. So many memories, man. A lot of us became men and women here. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us learned about life here. Yes. You know, if if you want to learn about life, the good this and the bad. This is a place where you this can stay place, and learn. Because you're going to learn to be how it's like to be loved as an artist in a place so small. And you're going to learn what it's like to be hated versus people that come from this place that want to be where you at. Right. You know what I'm saying? Those, that's the pros and cons of, of being an artist. So with this project being called Canvas, what picture were you trying to paint? Um, what I was painting is, like, I, so with it being called Canvas too, there's different bodies of art on this project. There's different production for each track. Yeah, so different topics. Who produced? Yep. You said who produced? Yeah, what's the production credits? My bad. Um, so, in order for me, Boss Devito. Shout out to Boss Devito. Shout out Boss Devito. Big man. shout out to Boss. Uh, he worked on the graphics. You can tap in for him. We'll tap in with him for graphics and um, production too because he make dope beats. And track two, debate, of course, produced by Trey Styles. Big shout Trey out to Trey Styles, Styles again. Uh, three it was intentions, and that was produced by my homie Ty Scott from Columbus. Shout out Ty Scott. Uh, the fourth track is, I probably got to look at the, let me see, hold on, y'all. Yeah, man, plug it away. Shout out to all the great, my, my personal favorite is Paint Chips. Yeah, Paint Chips was produced by Khan. <laughs> Shout out to Khan. That was produced by him. Replay value crazy. High. Real high. <laughs> you got to have a, that replay value on the album. Got to have that one. That's a lot of people's favorites. And uh, Oh, Love yeah. It. Track four was Pay Cut. Shout out to XO Beats, my guy DeAndre Spears, man. He cooked up on that Pay Cut. That's track four. Um, the Bag. It's not on the album. If you want to go listen to the bag, that was a bonus song that I secretly left off the album. So you can go check it out on my SoundCloud with the rest of the music that's on there. Of course, with the whole project. And that was pro- uh, produced by TK, my homie from Texas. Word. And um, Homesick was the next one produced by my homie um, Accent. And Star Child was produced by Amadeus, the producer that I won that competition in Queensland. So shout out to Amadeus. Shout out to uh, Accent and TK. I'm saying them as the producers on that seven bodies of art. Great job, fellas. I'm saying, great job, y'all. Great, great project, man. You definitely painted a picture. Um, seven different fields, yeah. And yeah. and and oh yeah, to answer your question, as far as like the picture being painted behind that was, since everybody knows me as a lyrical rapper, I didn't want it to. That was the the one dimensional proof. Like I'm not one dimensional. So like, and and I'm gonna give you a piece of my life at the same time too. That's real. So that way people can get, now you get to know me and you can see that I'm more than just a lyrical artist. So that's what that pretty much showed. Man, it definitely, it definitely quote unquote painted a picture for me. Uh, throughout the album, you had clips from your brother uh, who passed away in 2014 yep. uh, from a car accident. My condolences, peace, peace. to you and family. And I, I loved it because the more I listened to it, the more I really wanted to know who he was. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I love when artists had that person that's passed away that 
kind of like navigates them. So what can you tell the listeners about how your brother inspired you as, as an artist, as a man, however you want to share it. Like yeah. the floor is yours. Uh, yeah, well, he, he inspired me just by, based off of how he moved, we barely got to hang out like, hang out like that. So, because we were already, always seven years apart. Right. He did his thing, I did mine. We stay in touch with immediate family when we needed to. So, and I see how he was doing, of course, from time to time. But we barely got to hang out like that and build like how we build now Word. a lot. We needed more of that. But um, he inspired me just based off of um, his hard work with him having a child at an early age. I would say what, at, I think 18 or 17 he had. It's a decent age, I guess, to know that you got responsibilities and it's about the child now. So just seeing him being in the house or just getting out of the house and having a child at that time and then seeing my mom's reaction to it, it just, it, he taught me a lot. Yeah. Like it, it was really a learning process. Like, and he still seven years later after having the son, he was um, still making music with uh, Clark Benjamin. Shout out to Troy. Shout out Clark and Troy. Big man. shout out to Clark. Uh, big shout out to Gino to the whole OSB. OSB. Yes. The, uh, GMU money gang unit. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Sunny Black. Another page of the Canton history books. Listen, Mount Rushmore type shit. Facts. So like, um, my brother was rocking with them heavy, and of course it was Gino, Troy, and him as a group. And oh, oh also... Um, Good times, man. Jawan. My dude, J-Dub. J-Dub, too. Shout out to him. They was working as a conglomerate out in Atlanta and making music and shooting videos and all that. And he had went to jail. And as soon as he got out of jail, he went to go get his CDLs and stuff. And not even a few weeks later, he was that accident happened. So pretty much what inspired me from him was just kind of like a learning lesson, even with friends. Like even the certain situations I seen he was dealing with when he went to jail and Word. the response to that, like, let's see who all jump up. Let's see who, yeah. who really there type shit. So it was like a learning process for me. It's almost like I went to jail because, and, and then seeing who really got you and seeing who there for you. So he taught me a lot as far as who I should keep around. And with me barely being around him is what barely kept me, barely kept me around people. Yeah. And knowing who I should keep close. Like I know who my power circle is to this day. So that's why I'm, masterful with being alone that's real like knowing that my brother was taken away at an early age and we barely got the build and seeing what he would want to see out of me is the same thing that he was going to do like hey, yo, he's seeing it man yeah you, you, you're doing great things man and uh, from the outside looking in I'm very proud of what you're doing yeah for sure yeah right. and, and the results that he would like I said he would want to see he would, ha he would come out with the same outcome so all he wanted to do was take care of his family and he was doing music that's why he got a CDLs and had different hustles outside of what he primarily wanted to do so I'm just continuing the journey where it got left off at. Where was that video from that you sampled of your brother? Um, that was a five-minute conversation that was on his dad's page, Leon Draper, because he's a pastor. And his son was just kind of like talking, my brother being his son, because we have uh, different dads. But um, they were talking pretty much about the basics and like being in the streets and all that stuff and being cool with certain people and not being involved, but still get the respect from these people who live a lower tier of a right. life, you know what I'm saying? And just don't see anything outside of what they do every day, but they got the most respect for you and believe in what you do and stuff like that. So it's pretty much a five minute conversation that I clipped up and put at the end of each song as a skit. Yeah, that and, was dope. And it leads on. If you listen to track one to track two, the, the conversation continues. Like it, it, you can clip it on and actually moves forward. Making, it's all connected. Making an album so in-depth like that, like the more I listened to it, I just felt more and more into what was going on. 
what's your recording process like? Like when you're not, you know, battling or, you know, like what, what's your process like? Making, making songs like that, I would say yeah. like making songs like for me in debate um, and intentions. No, I would say for me and paint chips and homesick, the um, writing process is like, and le- like he said earlier in layers, it's definitely uh, layers to the writing process. And I will always start. I started on the hook for each song of the canvas. That's dope. Versus didn't get wrote until the hook was finished completely. So it's really, it was really like a, it was complex because I took days and weeks on each song, but it was in spurts when the feeling was right. Right. I would take certain moods, depending on how my mood was or depending on what was going on, even if it did like, I'm not going to let nothing alter my mood, but whatever my mood was at the time or whatever type of energy was being set at the time, I will put that towards a certain subject in the song mm-hmm. or put in the topic in the song and that will be a part of that. So, like, that's why I love Intentions. Part two of Intentions coming soon on the next project. That's what's up. It was only one verse and a hook on there. But, um, yeah, like, Intentions was a perfect example. Females. <laughs> Females. Yeah. So, whatever gets said, whatever happens, you know what I'm saying? I just kind of Mix that in with the hip hop situation because yeah. hip hop is deterred. Yeah. And sometimes females. It's all over the place. Yeah. Sometimes females like, like, bring like, deterred like, situations towards you. Okay. So, <laughs> b- boom, mix the two and then yeah. you get intentions. And it's a bad situation because, you know, man, we're so territorial. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, some, for sure. Some yeah. who ain't knowledgeable and understand, like, bro, just get out your feelings a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, had that fuck up in her crazy situation. Oh, over that. That's that's why I was able to talk about hip hop instead of a particular woman, because it's yeah. like. <laughs> but it's the same thing, you know what I'm saying? Like you had said, you know, it's like hand in hand. Yep. So with all these great things going on, man, you've you, you've led yourself to be nominated again at the Ohio Entertainment Awards, man. Congratulations yes, to you. Um. Run your accolades with that and that relationship, man, because that, that's dope to be recognized in such a way. Because we mentioned before you're recognized in Columbus yes, uh, in regards to awards. We get a lot of trophies, man, a lot of well-deserved trophies. And this year you're nominated for Lyricist of the Year by the Ohio Entertainment Awards. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And this is crazy. This is universal that this podcast is happening right now as we speak because of the simple fact that um, so... I won Lyricist of the Year with WTMH Awards on this very day, two years ago. Wow. Three years ago. And I met Bushwick Bill before he passed away. So got to meet him Man, at the award peace, show that he peace, was at. My condolences. Your RIP to Bushwick Bill. Shout out to the Ghetto Boys. Like, I got to meet him three years ago today. And I won Lyricist of the Year at the WTMH Awards. And Xavion and Scientific also won multiple awards. I think it was Song Man. and Project of the Year. But, um, yeah. Now, from the beginning with the Ohio Entertainment Awards, I got to give a big salute to Dre Day Williams and Andrew Lloyd, because they started off like, like everybody else, small. I just so happened to be in like their third or fourth um, award show one year, and it was based off of my hard work and then just doing certain shows with them. Now, what it comes down to is like artists from Canton never understood why there wasn't certain artists involved in Ohio Entertainment Awards. Now, all, like I said, that all comes with partaking in their events. I'm not saying you don't, you don't have to. But don't be surprised if you're not involved in their their award show. Right. It's not BET. It's not, you know what I'm saying? It's not nothing on a large scale to where it's like, oh, that don't make sense. But this is something that they created. So 
you would think with somebody creating a platform like that, if you get involved in a platform, expect to be nominated. Yes. Even if I, I did one or two shows with them one year and then I'm doing 10 other shows that have nothing to do with them. So do you have a better chance of being nominated outside of it? Like even if you're not involved with the events or would they much ra rather you be a part of that umbrella? Oh, no. I definitely got a, a big chance to be nominated outside yeah. of it and they respect that. They, they allow people who've been nominated with them multiple times to move respectfully how they move as an artist, if, even if they get That's nominated in different fun, places. Bro. So and the, and yeah. the thing is, it's black owned and they're really, exactly. they care about their people. That's real. And they care about all races, all colors, but I'm letting you know, like they really, this is really black excellence that they creating over here. Like it's, every show is that deep. Every show is that spectacular that they put on and they have Respect. over 40 nominees, like 50, I think. But um, yeah, I won in 2018 with them. No, 2020. 2018 was the uh, WTMH World Shows. And 2020, I won the Lyricists of the Year with the Ohio Entertainment Awards. And that was at the ballroom that they had last year. And this year, I'm nominated for the 2021 award. And I'll be performing this year for the first time. So That's what's up, man. It's definitely an amazing feeling. It's definitely a blessing. So big salute to Dre Day. Big salute to Andrew Lloyd, for sure. And um, yeah, back to what I was saying, though, to close out the OEA statement. Um... A lot of people in the city, not just Canton, Lima, Youngstown, Akron, Cleveland, all the ones that don't get involved with the OEAs and that are surprised why they're not involved, anybody from Ohio that you notice that aren't involved, just get involved with them. Tap in with them, see what they got going That's on, real. opportunities. I mean, even it's, a, it's an opportunity to perform. If they charging, it can't be too much. It can't be something that you wouldn't spend at the store, whether it's gas money or you, you know what I'm saying? So Word. That's real. One show. That's all it'll take. And if your music is that good or if you're that nice, that's all it's going to take is one joint. And then maybe mm -hmm. they'll tap back in with you. And they see and they notice the hard work, too. Once you do an event with Andrew Lloyd and Dre Day, they, and, and you show love afterwards and promote the right way like an artist is supposed to do, they ain't got no choice but to see your page. They're going to tap in with you. They're going to see it on their timeline because now you're friends and now y'all connected. So, and they show the most respect to artists that give them respect. That's and, real. And they see the hard work and they do notice it. It never goes overlooked if you rocking with them. Man, that's real, man. Congratulations on your nominations and um, confirming that. Because like you said, a lot of artists, every time those awards come out, everybody's like, well, what about me? What about me? Mm -hmm. And that makes complete sense with your statement. So shout out to the Ohio Entertainment Awards. Big shout out to them. Uh, respect yes, to yes. what they're doing. The fact that it's black owned and they're putting on, I respect that. that yeah. That's amazing, man. For sure. And salute to you for like winning and being nominated. That's dope as fuck, man. It's, it's a very powerful feeling, bro. It really it's, is. It's got to be, man. It's, it's it really be. is. Like to be able to be nominated with them multiple times and not win and not, you know what I'm saying, get sour about it or get salty, you know what I'm saying, get salty or none of that shit and continue to move on and like, okay, we try for next year and still, yes, work, and still work hard outside of that. Like, it doesn't stop at the OEAs, like, with me. But I still give the utmost respect and salute to them. Like, I, I really give them the, the most respect whenever they get me involved, whether I win or not. That's real. I've, I've lost to TZ from the Claire. Shout out to TZ from the Claire. He's one of the nominees on there multiple times. But I never said it was a, I never try to target them like it was bias. Yeah. I never try to, you know what I'm saying, or try to put people on blast. Like I just rolled with the punches and still continue to rock with them. And now for me to get more people involved from my city is amazing. It's a lot of people from Canton involved on the OEA Awards. Shout out to every nominee. Shout out to um, all the honorees that won an award. Huck Pesci, he got Word. his MVP. Shout out Huck, man. Canton MVP um, of the Year Award. And all of the other nominees that made it. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's dope. And I'm glad to see that my word makes impact. Because when I made the submissions, I made a lot of nomination submissions. You were one of them. 
You were Appreciate definitely that. one of them, bro, for sure. Thank you. He was one of them. I put him down for the lyricist of the year. Like I, I really made heartfelt nominations of who I felt should be in those lists that year. And they did Respect. they research Thank and they did their handpick and they seen who've done shows with them and they seen just stuff like that. That's all it is. It's no no foul play, nothing personal because they're open to get involved with anybody that's being recommended. Like if I recommend you to him or them, and if I recommend an artist that's never been involved with their shit, they gonna fuck with him, especially Respect. it's coming from me. So like, oh yeah, Nikasa recommended you call, come on, get tapped in with it. So yeah, big shout out to them. Yeah, very big shout out to you, man. I'm glad you confirmed that, man. And so the cool. artists listening, man, uh, that's a good point. Don't take it personal. Just be a part. Do what you have to do to be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, I respect that very much, man. I appreciate you for that nomination, too. That's, yeah, no, that's no doubt. That was one of the submissions, bro. You were in one of the submissions. I can, I can name a list right now, a long list. <laughs> I'm I felt sure. like should have, yeah. you know what I'm saying, the hardworking people. So, Do you maybe maybe Canton needs its own music awards or entertainment awards? That's all. And all and guess what Dre Day and Andrew Lord is gonna do? Support it. Canton Cultural Awards or something. Like, be dope, that's man. all that's all we need to do. We just don't have one. So when they when Canton see it and the ones that get salty just don't understand that we don't have one. We can easily create one and still support Cleveland for what they do, support Akron for what they do. Don't change. So people just need to get out their feelings and get in that bag. That's a fact, man. Listen. With all that's going on from the beginning until the end, because we've recapped so much about mm. you, uh, did you ever think you'd be this far in your career from where you first started? Yep. That's what's up. <laughs> yep. Yep, ain't no... Yeah. Yuck. I think of the... Nope. I know. Yeah, that's a fact, man. I just know I need money, too. So now that it takes money <laughs> to put behind a machine, that's definitely a yup. It's, it's undeniable at this point. So, like... What the fact Joe said yesterday's price? It's not today's price at all, at all. That is the golden quote of twenty twenty one. For real, yeah, man. The costume, man. We're gonna uh, get to a piece positive point. We're gonna take a quick break, real quick, man, and come back. And we're gonna end this, man. This is a great episode, man. Appreciate you, man. Episode, I definitely man. appreciate you for having me here. Episode sixteen. Oh yeah, I want to uh, mention too. Uh, make sure y'all subscribe, follow John Peter MC. Check Thank out his you, projects man. as well because he's definitely a hardworking artist just like myself. Appreciate you. got to give credit where it's due. This was needed. And everybody know from the city, if you know, then you know that this was needed for sure. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, this is definitely needed because everybody got it. You know what I'm saying? I yes. feel like we all stars in our own way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We on our way. So when we come back, maybe we're going to have a peace, positive point. I'm going to try to get a, maybe Nikasa will wrap a positive point. I don't know. Maybe we have a quote. We'll figure it out, man. But uh, this is John Pena MC. We back. Episode 16. Peace, peace. It's not a way of life without the music in it. Like years before this newest sickness, been used to distance. Okay. Proving the proof existed. Okay. Move when the moves conflicted. Game set with this cruel intentions. Phone home and that booth then flipped it. Wait, wash your hands, who feel nice like this. Hold it down for your fam on your life like this. When I thought this is it, got on my mic like this. Touch a way more than five heartbeats on a night like this. I wanna keep peace, smoke great, and thumb checks. I'm up for who had it then, now and up next. My goal is to plant a seed. They want sex, only focus is to get a hand like I want neck But yes, family been praying Them haters still hate But you know the saying Fuck what they say I can make no more mistakes We here, We back, we back, we back Man, Paint Chips by produced by the legendary Kinds. I told you that was my favorite song on the project. I played that shit back like 30 times. Kanzilla, Shao Kans. It's unfair. We gotta get Kans on here too, man. <laughs> yeah, it's unfair. Hey, 
He is the truth. Cons might get a three part interview or some shit, man. Cons has done yeah, so much. We've been talking a lot about Pages and Canton's uh, history books, and I, I literally feel like Cons has a uh, DNA on every page. Yes, for sure. Every page, like he's literally he he's mixed and mastered every album I've had. Yeah, he definitely need you need he needs a extended segment on here. We gonna give him some flowers like on Drink Champ. So Cons, yeah. if you watching, if you listening, man, we got to do something dope for you, man, because you really done a lot. Um, for artists in the city, you know, we talk about it all the time. Definitely got to get your flowers now while you can smell them. Definitely, man. Sure. So, shout out to Cons, man. Shout out to uh, Paint Chips. Great That's song. Bro. This is my way of asking for beats. <laughs> <laughs> I need those Cons, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> rappers going to be rappers, you know what I'm saying? But uh, nah, man, this has been a great episode. Episode 16 of Say What You Mean, man. I had Nicasso, my man Black Jim and I been in here chilling. You know, he even tapped in on the battle rap coach. We're going to get an episode with him in as well. Sure. Got a lot of good things planned. But Nicasso, I like to end my shows on a positive note. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I have these uh, quotes I like to do called P's Positive Point. And I asked you if you can maybe come up with one or if you have one that you liked. So uh, I could go first. You could. What you want to do? Hmm. You can go first. I'll go first. All right. So with my quote, I was kind of inspired by your hustle. You know what I'm saying? Just the fact that you've been keep going and going and pushing and pushing. So my positive point is hustle until your haters ask if you're hiring. Hustling until your haters ask if you're hiring. Yeah, that's Hustling my quote. Hustling to a point to where your, your haters need you. Yep. Because I feel like, you know, with, with where you're at, man, um, you've been talking about doing it on your own. But, you know, at some point, if you keep consistent with something, people are going to want to be a part of what you're doing. Right. And right. those people could be employees. You know what I'm saying? People that can work for you and and helping you, but you're helping them. So I feel like the hustle, it it pays off. You know what I'm saying? What you're doing. So I thought that was an important quote for other artists out there uh, that are listening. Not even artists, but creatives and people just pushing. You know, just if you you work into something where you want to be free financially and not have to depend on going to work, you know, just hustle until they ask you if you hiring. You be the yes. brand. You yep. know what I'm saying? They're working for Nicasso. They're working for Jean Peter MC. They're working for Black Gemini. Those are the points that everybody wants to get to. So that was my positive point for this episode. That's definitely a good one. That's dope. You got one, man? Yeah, I like that one. I like that um hustlers working for you for real. Yeah. Because eventually well, well, not hustlers, but haters working for you. You know what I'm saying? As far as with your hustle and all that. Because yeah, hustle until your haters ask if you're hiring. Because your haters is helping you in the process. Facts. That's what I wanted to say. They, they help you in the process for real. But um, I got a positive point. Yep. And it's actually a quotable from a song. Shout out to Ransom, Duffel Bag Ran. You know what I'm saying shout out to Jersey. Um, I'm going to tell all artists and anybody in general this. I mean, you can, you can care less, but that don't mean you got to be careless. Mm. And you ain't got to fear less from a person that's saying they fearless. Say that one more time. I don't think they heard so you. So one more time. in the back. Right, one, yeah. Hey, Black Jim and I with the battle rap ad lib. Listen. Talk. So, yeah, so Talk. <laughs> you can care less. That don't mean you got to be careless. And you can, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got to fear less from a person who claiming they fearless. Talk. So that's just all. That's a general statement with everything. So I'm saying you can basically behind that is... Um, you can be careless, but that you, you can care less about a situation. doesn't mean you have to care so much about it or yeah. anything in general. That don't mean you got to be careless. Facts. And why, any, why show any fear from somebody saying they're fearless? You know, certain things that, that must be feared. Yeah. And people that really pay attention on this world really know what I'm talking about. So 
I fear my mama. You fear, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. People that raised you and stuff. Like, that's, that's about it. You know what I'm saying? And God, of course. But, um, and that's all based on if you know yourself. Facts. That's all based on if you know yourself. So, like I said, you, you heard the quote, I'm going to say it one more time. Care less. Don't care mean less. you got to be careless. Mm-hmm. And you ain't got to fear less from anybody <laughs> saying they're fearless. Period. Man, that was beautiful. That was Straight a dope up. quote, man. Man, thank you for coming. I got to dap you up while we're here, sure, man. Bro. I appreciate sure. you. Like sure. I said, me and Nicasso talked about doing this for so long. And in the midst of us talking about doing a podcast, it's turned into great conversations. I wish you nothing but the best, man. You on the right path. You and Black Gemini, but what y'all doing, not only for the city, um, but for yourselves, man. You know, that's why I thought, I just want to say what you mean to be that voice. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you ever want to diss another rapper, you know, you want to come on the podcast, say what you mean. You know what I'm saying? You know, whatever you want to do. But like I said, this is a platform just to share. You right. Know, for all the artists in the city and just anybody that wants to share their voice. Right. You know, I, I, I use Canton as the basis because it's the inspiration behind saying what I mean. That's what the city's taught me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To say what you... Speak what you feel. Speak what you feel. Exactly. So uh, any last shout outs, man? Any any plugs you want to do before we get up out of here? Oh, yeah, man. Um, salute to you first and foremost. Salute to... Say what you mean, podcast for having me and Black the Gemini on Thank here. Thank you, man. It's an honor. I can't wait to see his segment when you get his own personal segment. Yes, his own episode. Um, shout out to Canton, Ohio, and all the hardworking artists that's busting their ass for Fact. the same goal. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the producers, all the entrepreneurs in the city. Shout out to all of Ohio. Um, everybody know who I got love for. Everybody know who the Power Circle is. I ain't gotta give too many shout outs. Shout out to my mom. I love you. Shout out to the family, all my sisters, brothers. Doing this for Big Bro, and that's it. Where man? Whatever y'all want to know, anything you else you want to find out, you can um, follow me on all platforms. Uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Will be more content coming up because I will be going on tour November twentieth with the Influence Tour with Master Puff, Jay Smart, T Lover, and and Dreddy Bone. Shout out to my guy Dreddy. Shout out Dreddy, man. You know what I'm saying? We uh we're all on tour November twentieth, starting at Agency One Eleven. If y'all can come out, it'd be in the uh, Canton, Ohio area, and. If y'all want to know anything else, y'all can just follow my social media platforms and I'll keep y'all updated. Man, shout out Black Gemini. Shout out to you, man, for being on the show. Shout out to all Nicasso's fans and supporters. Uh, everyone that's been watching on the live. Uh, like I said, Nicasso's been marketing it, man. So every time I talk to him, uh, we learn some valuable information. But yeah, man, Jean P the MC, www.jeanptheMC.com, J E A N P T H E M C. Dot com. That's on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, sure. the whole nine, man. Uh, great episode. Thank episode you. 17. We going to see y'all, man. Me and Nicasso, Black Jim and I, we out of here. Peace. Oh, yeah. Hey. What's up? One more thing. One more thing. So make sure y'all follow my website, too, artabars.com. It's yes, like a hip-hop yes, DX, yes. hip-hop news articles and stuff on there. You're going to catch a lot of dope articles from a lot of artists from our city and a lot of industry artists, a lot of different news that's going on in the hip-hop world. Yes, sir. And also new music on there. Yep, appreciate you, P. Anytime, man. This is Jean P. The MC and the Casa. We out of here. Peace, peace. peace. Uh, say what you mean. Mean what you say. I'm from the 330. Where them boys don't play. Say what you mean. Mean what you say. I'm from the 330. Where them boys don't play From the northwest to the northeast Say my name once and they know it's me Southeast to the southwest No arguments, yeah, I got next, Jean P One, two